0: This offer won't last long, so please order now.
1: MyPillow.com And now, Lindell TV brings you The Stone Zone with legendary Republican strategist and political icon and pundit Roger Stone. Welcome,
2: I'm back in the Stone Zone. Uh, We have a breaking news we're going to cover tonight. The FBI has swooped in and seized all of the electronic devices of Mayor Eric Adams. That would be his cell phone, his laptop, and other devices uh, in uh, what quickly is uh, becoming a massive campaign finance scandal. It is alleged by the New York Post. Uh, that Adams was the recipient of foreign money specifically from Turkey uh, that was laundered through a Brooklyn, New York based construction company uh, and put into his mayoral campaign where it was matched at an eight to one rate at the expense of the taxpayers. This would be an egregious violation of both federal and state law, uh, if accurate. Uh, And joining us later in the program to break this down is former New York City police officer, Salvatore Greco, who has an active litigation against the NYPD, the New York State police, New York City Police Commissioner, uh, and others uh, regarding his unwarranted termination why, by NYPD, simply because he was a supporter of President Donald Trump. Uh, also uh, tonight, uh, we're talking about the state of the Republican Party. Republicans across the country are unhappy and very unsettled about the results of last Tuesday's election. Uh, The party uh, did not make the gains that were expected in Virginia, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, and elsewhere, uh, and the blame is being thrown at the feet of Republican National Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel. Uh, At the same time, we're also going to cover the illicit, illegal, uh, and uh, unlawful attempt to ban President Donald Trump from the ballot in Colorado, Michigan, Uh, and until last week, I would have said Minnesota, but the courts in Minnesota have now rejected that effort. To help uh, me analyze all these topics and more, we bring you Colorado State Republican Chairman Dave Williams. Dave, welcome to the Stone Zone. Thanks for having me, Roger.
3: It's a pleasure to be here.
2: So uh, Republicans, I think uh, you must be hearing this at the grassroots, uh, the party in your state. Republicans, I think, are uh, very disappointed with the results of Tuesday's election, given the epic record of domestic failure by the Biden administration, uh, the level of inflation, the skyrocketing fuel prices, uh, the uh, the epic increase in the cost of basic groceries, the international fumbling uh, at multi-billion-dollar rates. Uh, that bring us closer and closer to World War III. Um, I would have thought that the party would have been extremely well poised to make significant gains uh, in the off-year elections, but that didn't happen. Vivek Ramaswamy kind of summed this up in the debate. Let's roll that clip, if we may.
4: Mr. Ramaswamy, let me turn to you. Uh, Please make your case. Why would you, uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. we is a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronald McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. you think the Democrats, and we've got Christian Welker here, do you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. Because this media rigged the 2016 election, they rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story, Mr. and they're going to rig your, your this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn to That's Governor Governor Christie. Why are you? Why are you?
2: Uh, I think uh, Vivek Ramaswamy uh, spoke for many Republicans. State Representative Dave Williams, chairman of the Colorado Republican Party, uh, give me your reaction to that.
3: That was probably one of the best answers I've ever heard in a Republican national debate, aside from what Donald Trump uh, uh, said during the the Republican uh, nomination for 2016. Uh, apart from Donald Trump, Vivek Ramaswamy, I think, really nailed the uh, the nail on the head. Uh, the I, you know Vivek, I think, is tapping into a, a natural frustration that many Republicans. Uh, have felt since donald trump took over when donald trump won the election in 2016 and he was given uh not only the house but the senate to work with there were many establishment republicans who would not go along with donald trump furthermore i think the problem that we're facing in the republican party is systemic in that uh, we have failed consultants and strategists who don't care if we win or lose so long as they get a paycheck And that's something we have to root out. We got to get rid of these consultants that are weak and feckless and don't know how to promote the America First agenda.
2: Uh, I couldn't uh, agree with you more. Uh, The Republican National Committee is one big money-making racket for a group of establishment Republicans. WinRed, which is the payment processing system that virtually every Republican is required to use if they want to have any chance of getting party resources, there needs to be an investigation as to who exactly owns WinRed and how they continue to operate this near monopoly. But I think you put your finger on it. There's nobody at the Republican National Committee who's all that interested in winning elections. They're really just interested in propagating their own power, uh, their own influence. I mean, uh, does the Republican National Committee provide any substantial support for the Colorado Republican Party?
3: Not at the moment. You know, uh Things could change, I suppose, when we have to defend Lauren Boebert in Congressional District Three or try to flip Congressional District Eight, which will go, you know, into whether or not the uh, Republicans control the majority for twenty uh, after twenty twenty four. So we think something might come, but we really haven't seen the kind of support that I think most people would would come to expect. Um, I couldn't tell you why that's the case. I think probably it's just a historical thing where. Uh, They pick and choose which races they want to get involved in, and I'll let them answer why they want to do it. Just from my point of view, because I'm new, I got elected back in March, I think the problem is that we have a bunch of folks who uh, want to try and use the apparatus to satisfy themselves. There are consultants, there are strategists out there, again, who are not interested necessarily in winning so so much as they are interested in, in lining their own pockets at our expense. I
2: think that's uh, exceedingly accurate. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't haven't watched the entire debate. I was down the road with Donald Trump uh, in Hialeah, Florida, where he had a massive "Make America Great" rally, an extraordinary turnout uh, that demonstrates his strength in the Sunshine State. Uh, and um, I saw a statistic that showed that the uh, the debate hosted by NBC, of all people, um, had the lowest rate of listeners of any uh, Republican presidential candidates debate uh, in the last 20 years. So uh, it it is very clear that the only thing worse in politics than being wrong is being boring, as President Richard Nixon once told me. Uh, And these candidates, none of them seems to have any forward momentum. Uh, Every time there's debate the handlers uh, and online influencers of Governor Ron DeSantis tell us that his moment has come. This will be his breakthrough moment. Yet, I think based on the clips that I saw, he fizzled yet again. Vivek Ramaswamy seems to have grabbed the initiative, grabbed uh, the, uh, the, the messaging on this and used it quite effectively. I actually saw an online comment by uh, Patrick Ben David who said it was one of the greatest debates he's ever seen from that point of view. Patrick is a very skilled uh, consumer of uh, of media, online media. What, what was your opinion, uh, uh, Dave, of the debate?
3: I mean, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. The, the, look, the biggest draw in this uh, in this primary is Donald Trump, and that makes sense because he's the leading Republican contender. If he's not going to be involved in the debate, then you're naturally going to have a depression of viewership. The other thing I would point out is Republicans don't want to have to tune in to, to MSNBC or CNN or even Fox News to, to hear these debates. I think Vivek was absolutely correct. We should have people like Elon Musk or Tucker Carlson or Joe Rogan hosting these debates and having a more long-form discussion on the issues that we care about, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like, well, w- why bother when you have President Trump leading by massive uh, poll numbers? You know, I think people are going to want to tune into his rally uh, when when uh, they're given the opportunity, as opposed to the debate.
2: Uh, so you're you are a state party chairman. Let me just put this to you bluntly. Is the contest for the Republican presidential nomination, in fact, over?
3: I I think it pretty much is. I mean, we still have a long ways to go to Iowa, but, you know, there's there's a certain point in time where I think everyone's got to come to reality here. You have the leading Republican presidential contender, Donald Trump. uh continuing to lead, and he's only going to lead more as Joe Biden and the Democrats do what they can to undermine him through uh, trumped-up trials or crooked proceedings where judges aren't giving him a fair shot. The American people are seeing this, and I think they're they're uh, settling on, on Donald Trump to be the next nominee.
2: Uh, so uh, do you agree with me that the Republican National Committee should cancel the next presidential debate? It seems to me to be a huge waste of money and time, And frankly, it's time for these candidates to fold their tents and get in behind the president. Not that I think that that is going to happen. Uh, I was asked this week um, on one of the interviews whether I thought Governor DeSantis would recognize reality and throw in the towel because he's very clearly damaging his political brand here in the state of Florida. Uh, And my sad answer is no, I think he's going to insist on uh, taking a beating in the Iowa caucuses before the lack of resources, the lack of money, uh, forces him to fold his tent. Um, I would predict to you, to the extent that anyone ends up being the last person standing to be crushed by Donald Trump, it is more likely to be uh, Dick Cheney in five-inch heels, evidently, rather than three-inch heels. Uh, Nikki Haley, the neocon champion, who, like Lindsey Graham, never saw a foreign war she didn't love. Uh, Remember that South Carolina's all-important primary is fairly early here in the lineup. It's the third contest after Iowa and New Hampshire. Uh, It is a state where Donald Trump has the strong support of Governor Henry McMaster, who served as lieutenant governor under Uh, Governor Nikki Haley prior to her appointment to the UN. Uh, He has uh, incredible grassroots support as well as party establishment support. Uh, And I think that that will probably be the final uh, clash that ends the Nikki Haley uh, juggernaut. Uh, But it is very clear to me at this point uh, that she's moving ahead of Ron DeSantis to the extent that anyone is. Uh, from your perspective on the ground in Colorado, have any of these candidates other than Donald Trump gotten any substantial traction or any substantial endorsements that actually matter?
3: You know, from from what I'm seeing on the ground here in Colorado and and even elsewhere, it seems like the rest of the field is playing for second place. And that's not how our our elections work. You know, you got to You got to be number one and win. And right now, Donald Trump, it's it's his election to lose. Uh, uh, you know, I understand what the Republican Party's trying to do. They're trying to be fair to all candidates and give them a platform to give their message to the American people. But you also uh, you can't ignore reality. Uh, it, this is shaping up to be a rematch of uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And I suspect Joe Biden is doing everything he can to avoid that rematch. Because he knows uh, that the country is in such bad shape that Donald Trump is poised to win in a landslide.
2: All right, so let's uh, turn now, if we can, to the effort in your home state of Colorado to bar President Donald Trump from the ballot. Basically, uh, Democrats and uh, other left wing dark money groups have funded a lawsuit. Uh, uh, the plaintiffs in this case are a group of Republicans uh, and other Colorado voters who seek to bar Trump from the Colorado ballot on the basis that he is guilty of uh, insurrection and rebellion uh, against the U.S. government. They are claiming uh, that his supposed actions on January 6, of 2021 uh, are disqualification under Amendment 14, subsection 3 of the U.S. Constitution. Uh, I argue that no court of law has convicted Donald Trump of insurrection anywhere in the country, not in the States, not federally. Uh, And therefore, while it may be some person's opinion that that is the situation, um, that in fact Trump is not guilty of any such thing, he hasn't even been charged uh, with such a crime. Uh, How will this play out? The judge in this case, it's not a jury trial, it's it's a bench trial, the judge uh, seems to me to be in the tank she's an appointed democrat appointed by your democrat governor uh where's this going dave
3: yeah we we don't think we're going to have a favorable outcome uh it's part of the reason why the the trump attorneys and our attorneys agreed with the trump attorneys that uh, the judge should recuse herself from this case because of her past behavior and support against uh you know what happened on january 6 and donald trump uh that failed she decided to continue hearing the case and and given some of the rulings that she's already uh, provided we think this is gonna go uh, the plainest way and that the district court's gonna rule Donald Trump be kicked off the ballot from there we're gonna have to appeal it to the Colorado Supreme Court where we don't think we're gonna get uh, a favorable ruling and so ultimately this is headed to the United States Supreme Court where we will win the day, because we we can't imagine that the justices on the court, the high court, uh, would allow such an un-American, undemocratic thing to occur, where Democrats can somehow remove uh, qualified candidates from the ballot because they're afraid they're gonna lose to them. Uh, This is a violation of the very foundation of our republic, and it violates everyone's right to vote. Quite frankly, this is in a lot of ways bigger than Donald Trump. If they can do this to Donald Trump and remove him from the ballot, they will do this to other Republicans in the future, and we can't allow that to happen.
2: Yeah, I would point out that uh, this this legal action has already been rejected in uh, Florida, been rejected in New Hampshire, uh, to our surprise, rejected in Minnesota only days ago. But this is in the, the lawfare bag of tricks of those who see Donald Trump as an existential threat to the established order, uh, Who who so far, I would argue, uh, their tactics of uh, the tsunami of lawfare against him in South Florida pertaining to his handling of presidential documents, uh, in Washington, D.C., pertaining to the events of January 6th, uh, in uh, Fulton County, Georgia, uh, pertaining to uh, the events of the election, uh, as well as these completely fugazi cases uh, in Manhattan, New York, uh, one of them, a business records case that is probably illegitimate, but even if it were a real case, should be tried in civil court. Uh, And of course, the ongoing trial in which uh, Donald Trump has been charged under a law in which no person ever or company has ever been prosecuted uh, for allegedly inflating the value of his assets uh, in an action in which there is no victim. Trump borrowed money at hefty interest rates and paid it all back on time, uh, everyone made money. So there's no complainant, and that's probably why this law has never been utilized, uh, but it is being used uh, solely to try to damage President Trump. On the other hand, and this is counterintuitive, all of the evidence would indicate that this is backfiring spectacularly. All right, we we have to wrap it up there. Uh, State party chairman, Dave Williams, of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us in the Stone Zone.
3: Thank you for having me. Thank you for having-
0: My employees and I are excited to announce it's our 20th anniversary and to celebrate we're bringing you a limited edition My Pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with the most amazing cotton, 2-inch pipe gusset, comes in four custom loft levels and it's machine washable and dryable.
5: When I got My Pillow, I'm asleep Almost immediately, I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning.
0: My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. That's why we've been around for 20 years because my pillow works.
5: Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, only $19.98.
0: With my 60-day
2: money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! This is Roger Stone. You know, Winston Churchill loved a good cigar. So did Jack Kennedy, Mark Twain, and other notables. Whether you're an occasional cigar smoker or a regular cigar smoker, you need to know about My Patriot Cigars. These are premium, handmade cigars out of Nicaragua, made with 100% long filler tobacco aged at least three years to give you the best possible smoke. Go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use promo code STONE and you get 15% off. There's also free shipping for orders over a hundred dollars. Every box of cigars comes with a $10 e-gift card for your next purchase. Yes, it's a premium smoke for freedom, loving patriots. Go to mypatriotscigars.com and don't forget to use the promo code stone.
0: Hello, everyone. I wanted to get in here and, uh, interrupt this great show by my great friend, Roger Stone and, uh, what we have is we have the best special ever exclusive to Lindell TV, and that is we have the, the everybody knows the towel sets, right? That's a six piece towel sets. If you go down to the radio podcast, we've got, um, we've got our, right there they are, $29.98. We're closing them out. We're closing out the towels. We have our new Shapir Longstable, our new design on the right there. Those are, that we're, those are on sale too. But what, the exclusive for, for uh, our listeners and anyone watching Roger's show here, uh, you get, there they are. We're closing these towels out. Once they're gone, they're gone. They're only, I believe there's three colors left, six-piece towel sets. This is what I wanted to do to help out all our great hosts here. And uh, Roger's one of the best. So use the promo code STONE, and you get it for $29.98 for a six-pack set. Otherwise, you call this number 800 858 0402. Use that promo code STONE. My operators are standing by. You're helping my pillow. You're helping yourself with these great products. And you can keep watching Roger's great show here on Lindell TV.
2: Welcome back. Uh, I'm Roger Stone, and you are in the Stone Zone. Breaking news uh, out of New York City: uh, the FBI has seized all of the electronic devices that would be the cell phone, the laptop, the computer, etc., uh, of Mayor Eric Adams in a sweeping investigation into epic uh, campaign finance corruption. Uh, this is ironic because uh, my next guest. Uh, former New York City police officer Salvatore Greco joined me on WABC radio just last weekend uh, to break down this uh, scandal now engulfing the Adams administration. Roughly a week ago, uh, the FBI raided the home of Eric Adams' a chief fundraising consultant, uh, and only after the raid did we learn that the New York City Police Department set a unit uh, to this woman's apartment only hours before the FBI raid. That's extraordinarily unusual. Uh, was it a tip-off? Uh, we're going to delve into that and other issues uh, as former New York City police officer Sal Greco joins the Stone Zone.
1: Uh, there you go, Roger. Happy Friday, Roger.
2: I must say you are a quick change artist. So when this news broke, we reached out to Sal Greco, who was in the gym. Uh, he rushed to a, a location where he could join us. I said, Sal, you don't have to look as dapper as you normally do. You don't have to put on a jacket and tie. It's more important that you be with us to break down the news. But there is Sal Greco uh, looking like a million bucks. You predicted all of this. Uh, you have been uh, on the forefront of of uh, exposing the epic corruption of the Adams administration. Uh, You have been uh, one of the most articulate critics of his mishandling of the illegal immigrant uh, situation in New York City. Uh, But so people know the background, because I think full disclosure is very important. Uh, Sal Greco uh, is a uh, 14-year veteran of the New York City Police Department. Uh, He had an unblemished record of service to the people of New York, very often assigned to some of the most dangerous precincts in the city. Uh, And uh, after this distinguished record of service, because he is a hero cop, uh, he was terminated, uh, which means he lost his pension uh, and his good conduct letter uh, eh, eh, over the simple fact that he allegedly violated a regulation of the NYPD, which prohibits him from being my friend. Or, in truth, because he was, uh, in his off-duty hours, a supporter of President Donald Trump. So this is a man who lost everything uh, and who spent his life savings on attorneys to challenge his unjust termination, a lawsuit that the city of New York tried twice, uh, New York City Police Department tried twice to get uh, dismissed and failed, a case that is very clearly going to trial a case in which I would have argued until days ago uh, that Mayor Eric Adams would very likely have ended up being a a telling witness in. uh, But now, as Sal Greco texted me only hours ago, uh, Eric Adams may be in jail during this trial. He may not be uh, available to testify. So uh, with that, uh, before we get into these uh, breaking news, Sal, explain the New York City Police Department regulation that you allegedly violated, but which in fact, the entire brass of the NYPD, uh, including Eric Adams himself, when he was a police officer, violated at will and paid no price for.
1: Uh, Certainly, Roger. So uh, they terminated terminated me on a provision in what's called the patrol guide. And the patrol guide is the uh, guide in the book of rules that govern the NYPD from every rank, from police commissioner on down and also civilians, uniform members and civilian. And there's one particular rule. It's a prohibited conduct rule. And it states that you cannot wrongfully, unknowingly associate with someone who's likely to have engaged in or reasonably believed to have engaged in criminal activity. And of course, uh, the city and the NYPD itself stated that for me, That person is Roger, that I associated with Roger, and therefore I had to be terminated from the NYPD because uh, my relationship with Roger would be detrimental to the police department if I was continued to be an employee of the NYPD. But as Roger, you just stated, as we, we move forward, and this particular case with Eric Adams has a lot to do with what I'm about to say. The entire upper echelon of the NYPD, the last Three police commissioners, not just the last one that I had in my lawsuit, she'll have to answer for herself, Keyshawn Sewell, the last three administrations have been involved with a character named Jimmy Rodriguez Jr., a self-admitted criminal who owns a place out in the Bronx that's called Con Sofrito. Con Sofrito is one of his places now, but he used to own another place called Jimmy's Café, it was known as, they called them Jimmy Bronx Cafe. The significance of this, Roger, is all of this that you're hearing, the FBI and all this going on. The entire upper echelon of the NYPD hang out at Consofrito with Jimmy Rodriguez, who's a self admitted criminal. Also, numerous other criminals hang out there. But that seems to be the number one or two hangout for politicos in New York that happen to be Democrat. It's a high. It's a number one spot for Democrats. They hold numerous fundraisers there, Roger. Faces that have showed up to have fundraisers. Carl Hasty, the assembly leader. Ralph Salamanca, he just won city council. He just got reelected in the in the district there in the Bronx. Mayor Eric Adams is well known at Consofrito. Also here at Consofrito The owner is Jimmy Rodriguez, as we suspect. But on paper, the liquor license, which is known as the SLA license, is under Ed Caban, the current police commissioner. His brother, Rich Caban, has it, which makes this even more interesting. Because, Roger, just the other day, uh, came to my attention that there's an underage female who is just turning 18. And there's pictures of her having uh, alcohol and smoking drugs inside of Concefrito. And if we remember last week, Roger, I mentioned there's a lawsuit by an officer named Romero whose specific claims in federal court is that Concefrito is known to have drugs, prostitution, entertainment, uh, underage uh, drinking, and political fundraising is another thing that happens there, much of it which is uh, under the supervision, apparently, of two other people that show up there. Darcel Clark, the attorney, district attorney of the Bronx, and the aforementioned attorney general of New York State, who just so happens to have a a big bank account these days, Letitia James. So this little scandal that you're hearing about right now, where the FBI actually told Eric Adams security, his his security staff and uh, his little police detail, step aside, we need his phones and his iPad. That's not um, that's not like a good thing. That's not positive. That's pretty much saying, get out of the way. We want his stuff. And this all is about to tie in, all of this.
2: Uh, you really have been a precinct in all of this. Uh, the NYPD claims uh, when they were busted that sending a, a police unit to the apartment of the chief fundraiser for mayor adams hours before it was to be raided by the fbi was a quote-unquote wellness check uh, and was a routine matter um you don't you told me you don't believe that could you explain
1: this to us yeah roger that's a a, a complete fugazi so what happens here is when is a wellness check Now, I'm going to reference a different kind of case. So back in the day, there was an organized crime unit, organized crime bureau. So let's say you were, I'm going to give an example of just mentioning a name like uh, Paul Castellano. So Paul Castellano would be monitored by wiretaps, whether by the NYPD, with the organized crime bureau, or the FBI. If somebody was caught on a wiretap, per se, and saying, we're going to, quote, unquote, whack Paul Castellano, make a move on him, then the Organized Crime Bureau would have to inform Paul Castellano's lawyers and go to the house and what's called a wellness check and say, Mr. Castellano, I don't know if you know this, we're informing you that somebody's going to make a move on you and try to murder you. And if it wasn't the NYPD, it would be the U.S. attorney at the time or whatever, whatever district that the, the court case was presented. So they're stating that internal affairs was called, called two cops— from the 77 precinct and told them to go there and do a perform a wellness check on the entire apartment and building to see what was going on with the brianna suggs who is the chief fundraiser for eric adams the problem here is internal affairs does not do wellness checks unless it involves a police officer who they believe is suicidal or it's involving a witness in a case against a police officer that they are working those are the only two scenarios internal affairs would be going there under. Now, Roger, I will spin this to a little bit of a uh, of a tidbit here that was I was uh, told from, actually, it was Curtis Sleewa who broke it. In internal affairs, there is a unit. It, it, they, they're involved in a, in a small unit called TARU. There's a small unit. It's like two internal affairs cops that work for TARU. Now, TARU, what they do in NYPD, they're the electronic unit. What would they do, Roger? They come in. And they sweep for bugs, electronic devices. So the second part of this story that no one has reported yet was that allegedly this two cops or another two cops showed up after the wellness check to sweep for bugs. So that where the tip off stuff, that where it would come into play. The the belief here is that they sent two other people from that unit to sweep for bugs because Eric or somebody, probably Eric, I would assume, is paranoid that they're going to capture something electronically or they've been listening in and they know something that they shouldn't know in regards to the fundraising or whatever else Eric Adams is, uh, his business that he's been conducting behind closed doors.
2: That's uh, amazing breaking news here uh, on the Stone Zone. Uh, Let me just try to explain what Sal just said because it's really quite extraordinary. Uh, What you're telling us is that not only did the NYPD dispatch a unit to the home of Eric Adams' leaving fundraising consultant, uh, but they also sent in a unit to determine whether she was under FBI surveillance, most likely because the mayor uh, and his handlers were concerned about what the government may have heard. Uh, This is is incredible. Uh, Everything uh, that Officer Greco has told us about this case has turned out so far to be true. People should understand that this is a continuation of an incredible pattern of contact. When uh, he was a New York City police captain, uh, Eric Adams writes in his own biography uh, that he provided private security services for Mike Tyson, uh, a convicted felon, uh, and uh, the Reverend Louis Farrakhan, also a convicted felon. Both individuals uh, who it is reasonable to say may have or may in the future uh, have been involved in criminal activity. Uh, He was investigated, brought up on the same charges as Officer Greco. Uh, He went through the same administrative trial as Officer Greco. uh, But his punishment was to have his vacation docked by five days. He didn't lose his pension. He didn't lose his employment. He didn't lose his reputation. He didn't lose his good conduct letter. Uh, more recently, as we know, uh, Cardi B, uh, the vile rapper, who's very fond of, of obscene lyrics and talks openly in her songs about killing cops, uh, was actually hosted uh, at the New York City Police Academy for Girl Talk, whatever that is, uh, and therefore came into contact with the entire frontline brass of the New York City Police Department, yet another violation of the exact same regulation that Sal Greco was terminated under. So uh, it seems to me that we have a two-tiered justice system in which Officer Greco, who if he chose to work as a police officer in another jurisdiction, cannot do so because he doesn't have a good conduct letter and therefore no police department would offer him a position as badly as New police officers are needed in so many jurisdictions is held to a completely different standard. Sal, what is the the status of your lawsuit against uh, the city?
1: Oh, right now, uh, my lawyer is issuing subpoenas. So those are flying as we speak because we had a hearing last week. And at this hearing, this is kind of funny. So the city stated that now when I was given my termination papers, the police commissioner had to sign off on it. So she agreed. She, she read, she actually wrote that she read it and she agreed with the findings, but the city is stating that the police commissioner, there's three levels before you get to the police commissioner. Therefore, the police commissioner quote unquote rubber stamps it. So you can't have it both ways. She can't just rubber stamp things and now, or at the same time, review things and agree with it. It's one or the other.
2: Uh, there's a, a lot of speculation uh, right now, all over the internet, all over the news, uh, that the FBI moved on Eric Adams uh, because politically uh, he has emerged as a kind of low key critic of the illegal uh, migration policies of the Biden administration. Uh, he flew to Washington, D.C. for a White House meeting, but essentially, as soon as he touched down in the nation's capital, He learned about the FBI raid on the home of his top fundraiser. He immediately left Washington, D.C. to return to New York. Uh, But then he went into seclusion for uh, at least 24 hours, trying to figure out, I guess, what he was going to say. Sal, what do you say to those who uh, say that Eric Adams is being unfairly targeted uh, by the Biden Justice Department and by the FBI uh, because he's been a critic of their handling uh, of the situation on our border uh, and the shipping of literally thousands and thousands of illegals to New York State.
1: I say to this Roger that is categorically false. I come from the law enforcement uh, background. I understand this political uh, prosecution is kind of like what's going on with President Trump. The same that they did to you. They said they did this uh, uh, General Mike Flynn. This is different here, Roger. Eric Adams has a history of this kind of behavior. Like you stated, when he was a police officer, as a state senator, remember, he was part of the race casino uh, scandal. There's testimony you could read. I mean, he was all involved in that. Somehow his pals were indicted, but he wasn't. Then as the Brooklyn Borough president, as you've learned, he's been in and out of the the country of Turkey, involved with the Turkish government. That's how he got in trouble with this, with foreign donations. And now as the mayor. Here's what people don't realize. Before he became mayor, he had uh, a city councilman who then became his advisor. Eric Ulrich became a member of his team, and then he became the buildings commissioner. What probably he didn't know, and that most people are now finding out, Eric Ulrich was under surveillance. He was under surveillance, not only by, now we learn Alvin Bragg, who's the district attorney for Manhattan, but also the FBI. They have been sending out letters to people that are on phone conversations with Eric Ulrich. And Eric Ulrich was a Republican. He was a Queens councilman at one point. But he is the linchpin on what's going on because they have already indicted six people, including Eric Ulrich for the Manhattan part, the regular city investigation. Remember, there's two investigations here. One That's going on with Alvin Bragg, who, by the way, is African-American. I know Eric Adams tried to play the race card with the New York Post today saying, well, I'm a black man and this is why they're they're targeting me. No, Alvin Bragg is uh, an African-American and so is the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. That's, uh, I believe his name is uh, either Williams or or Pierce. So this has nothing to do with politics, Roger. They've been watching Eric Adams for a long time and it just so happens now that, you know, you spin, you spin the Wheel of Fortune, eventually he's going to land on bankrupt. And that's what happened with, with Eric here. He kept pushing his luck. There's still more stuff to come out as we speak about the uh, the fundraising. There's, there's more that don't know of that I am being told that there's some business there with Concefrito and all that. So that will all come out. And then we'll see what's going to happen with, uh, with with this entire investigation. But it is not political. Certainly not political. only part is that it's political corruption— and uh, he calls himself the nightlife mayor, just like another mayor at one point in Detroit, Kawani, Mayor Kowani. Remember him? He was the original nightlife mayor who went to prison for political corruption.
2: All right. Unfortunately, we have to end it there. I want to thank uh, Officer Sal Greco for rushing home, jumping into his jacket and tie, and joining us to break down this breaking news right here on The Stone Zone. Sal, thank you so much for joining us for today's breaking news.
1: Thank you, Roger. Thank you all that are supporting me. Could Keep uh, supporting me. Go to uh, SalGreco.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Sal Greco, And uh, stay tuned. There's a lot more to this than meets the eye.
2: Uh, there you have it. Sal Greco. once again, thank you for joining us on the Stone Zone. And go to SalGreco.com to learn more. And to support that brave patriot. He needs your help and he needs it today because lawsuits are expensive. I'm Roger Stone and we will be right back.
0: to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever gonna have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now.
2: Uh, I'm Roger Stone, and we are back in the Stone Zone. Uh, what Mike Lindell said is absolutely true. For the smoothest, uh, most satisfying, fortifying cup of coffee you've ever had, go to mystore.com and order my coffee. Don't forget to use promo code STONE. While you're at it, let me remind you that we are sponsored and brought to you by the great folks at MyPillow.com. And therefore, when you go to MyPillow.com and you use promo code STONE, uh, it doesn't matter whether you're interested in the new revolutionary MyPillow 2.0, or whether you're interested in the special towels that are now on discount that Mike Lindell himself spoke about earlier in the program, or whether you're interested in the waffle blankets or the throw blankets, or the dog beds, or the pet blankets, uh, or the men's and women's bathrobes, or the uh, epic men and women's uh, moccasin slippers. There are many, many great products uh, and it's a twofer when you go to MyPillow.com and you use promo code STONE, you're helping uh, the Stones, Roger and Lydia Stone, here at the Stone Zone uh, to fuel uh, this daily program. Uh, but you're also helping the number one entrepreneur, capitalist, businessman, and free speech advocate in America, Mike Lindell himself. So please go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code STONE. I sat down for an interview with the folks at North America TV about the Donald Trump that I know. Uh, There's a longer version of this, but here's a shorter version in which Colleen Wilson and I both of whom know Donald Trump spoke about the man we know.
5: If you don't know who Roger Stone is, you've either been living in a cave or you don't follow American politics at all. With my background as a real estate developer and my long time in the media, and Roger's close association with the 45th president, Donald J. Trump, we thought it was fitting that I talked to Roger at beautiful Trump National Doral here in Miami, Florida, where the property is as iconic, impressive, and imposing as its namesake.
2: His strength among the American people has never been greater. His standing in the polls Has never been higher. The intensity of his support, the loyalty of his voters has never been more intense. When did you first
5: see in him the qualities that you felt would make him a president?
2: In 1988 was the first time I suggested to him that he should run for president. He said, Reagan has the look. And then he said interestingly, he says, I have the look, but then I'm not interested in running for president. That's the first that's the first time it dawned on me that he could be not only a great candidate for president, but also a great president uh, in his own right.
5: I remember watching him on the Oprah Winfrey show with my mom when she asked him the question, you know, would you ever go into politics? Would you ever want to run for president? And he looked at her and he kind of said, well, you know, maybe one day he acted like he was not that interested. I thought right then that he was interested. And I turned to my mother and I said, I want that man to be the president one day. And I, I mean, I already knew who he was and liked him so much and admired him. He's just got that thing, but he's got the thing that appeals to so many people. Do you think that any other president has had it that much? And I do understand what you said about Ronald Reagan, because I liked him too. But Trump has something where he seems to be able to be who he is, but relate to all these different
2: groups of people. Yeah, I think he's a billionaire but who but one who never lost his roots, you know, in right. Queens. So he relates to average people and he's he's comfortable with average people. In fact, I think he's more comfortable with regular people than he is with the fancy people. So if you gave Trump a choice of having lunch with the top 10 Fortune 500 CEOs, or with a group of plumbers, I think he'd rather have lunch <laughs> with the plumbers, because he, he can relate to their everyday lives. If you go to that 1988 convention, there's a Chris Wallace, and he says to him, Mr. Trump, i um, a little surprised to see you here. And Trump said, why? I, I'm interested in politics, I'm interested in the country. He said, well, about, what about you? Would you ever run for president? He said, no, I wouldn't, but if I ever did, I'd win.
5: I I saw that. I know. My
2: good friend General Flynn. They put him through the exact same thing, but, but the target was never really Flynn. The target was never really Stone. The target has always been Trump. It's because he is an existential threat to the to the uniparty, to the to the two party duopoly that runs the country. The good news is that every Republican president. Uh, has remade the party in their own image and this party today at the grassroots level at the voter level at the people level This is Donald Trump's party as never before. No question. And we're going to prove that shortly Not then and not now and not in the book. I'm not taking credit For saving Donald Trump's life. That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is God saved his life that Trump had been saved for a greater purpose. Yes. And I didn't save him, someone much bigger than me saved him. So that's why I actually knew that he would run for president. It's also why I was confident that he would win. People don't remember this now, but it was widely thought that he would lose. First, no one thought he would be nominated. He was easily nominated. He overcome 16 other more experienced, better prepared politicians. Then everyone knew he was going to be crushed by Hillary Clinton. The New York Times, the Friday before the election, said that there was a 95% chance that she would be elected president. But I already knew that he would be elected the following Tuesday. I never had any doubt about it. It was the fulfillment of what began that day. I think that he is, uh, that he is uh, he's very private about his religious beliefs, he's really private about his belief in God. See, I think that's the well of his confidence—that he knows he's doing the Lord's work. We lost everything materially, but we gained so much more spiritually. Uh, so I guess, I, as hard as it may seem, the whole the whole process was actually worth it in a way, because I now realize there's nothing you can do to me. If God is with us, who can be against us that that you you cannot lose with the Lord, because it doesn't matter what they do to you in this life. What matters is the next life, the eternal life. My friends at North America TV for that great epic interview, it's gotten very good reviews. I want to thank State Representative uh, Dave Williams, the chairman of the Colorado Republican Party, for joining us today, as well as former New York City police officer Salvatore Greco. You can check him out at SalGreco.com. In the meantime, I'm Roger Stone. This has been The Stone Zone, and we'll see you next week.
0: I'm excited to announce that you've all made My Pillow 2.0 a huge success, and with your amazing support, we've been able to expand My Pillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. And to make room for this, we're clearing out a line of our Percale bed sheets. And to thank you, I'm bringing them to you at closeout prices. Use your promo code and you get my king size for only $39 a set, queens $35, fulls $29, and twin size just $25. I'm interrupted. The- this commercial to let you know that we've received the last two shipments of these percale bed sheets. And because of this, I've been able to add more colors, sizes, and even prints. And they're still at closeout prices. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my king size, only $39 a set, Queens $35, full $29, and twin size just $25. Order now, once they're gone, they're gone for good. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition My Pillow. The Giza Elegance my pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton and a two inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60 day money back guarantee and 10 year warranty.
5: Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us
1: here at MyPillow, Pillow.